And if we're wrong, we will be made fools of. Oh, yeah. But we if will. we're right, a lot of them will go to jail. I think it's going to be the former. So, Just guessing here. Let's have trial by combat. Well, that's a great idea, Rudy. I'm willing to stake. I'm willing to stake my reputation. What reputation? The president is willing to stake his reputation. What reputation? On the fact that we're going to find criminality there. Well, they're going to find criminality, but it won't be there, Rudy. It might be in your mirror. Well, I don't know why I came here tonight. That's why. I got the feeling that something ain't right. Oh, it is not. I'm so scared in case I fall off my chair. I'm not that scared. And I'm wondering how I'll get down the stairs. Clowns to the left of me, jokers to the right. Here I am, stuck in the middle with you. Yep. Yes, I'm stuck in the middle with you. From Pacifica Radio in Los Angeles, this is the broadcast as heard on KPFK 90.7 FM in LA. Also in California in Red Bluff and Redding on KFOI, Round Mountains KKRN and Eureka's KGOE. Up in Oregon on the Central Coast on KYAQ, Cottage Grove's KSO, Eugene's KEPW. In Lancaster, Pennsylvania on WLRI, we'll be talking Pennsylvania today, believe it or not, as well. Uh, in Maui on KAKU, in Columbus, Ohio on WGRN, Palinville, New York's WLPP. Rochester, New York's WRFZ, in New Orleans on WHIV, Gallup, New Mexico's KNIZ, Concord, New Hampshire's WNHN, Fayetteville, Arkansas's KPSQ, in Seattle on KODX, Janesville, Wisconsin's WADR, and Minneapolis, St. Paul's AM950, KTNF, and yes, we stream coast-to-coast and around the globe across the internets on the Progressive Voices Channel, Netroots Radio, Radio for Humans, FYI Nation, NicoleSandler.com, Radio Free Brooklyn, Workforce Rising, No Lies Radio, Deprogrammed Radio, Verdant Square Radio, and Detour Talk. Blanketing planet Earth five days a week, even during uprisings. I'm Brad Friedman, your friendly investigative blogger, journalist, troublemaker, muckraker, and all-around swell fellow, says me from bradblog.com. Desi Doyen, these are the days uh, that they train us for in radio <laughs> broadcaster school, right? Something like that. I should have gone to one of those schools. Yeah. Anyway, Donald Trump will remain president at most at this point for another 14 days until Joe Biden is sworn in into office on Inauguration Day. Hang in there, folks. It's two weeks from today. Two weeks from today, we will have a new president of the United States and it will not be Donald Trump. Today, at long last, as we go to air, Joe Biden's decisive Electoral College victory was supposed to have been affirmed by now by Congress, or as I have been warning you here for some time, or not. Today, uh, for the moment, the answer is, or not. But I don't suspect that will hold. But for now, no, Joe Biden, his Electoral College victory has not yet been affirmed for some reason by Congress. <laughs> Uh, and yesterday, Election Day, that was Election Day in Georgia, 
in two U.S. Senate runoff elections to determine control of the U.S. Senate? Well, at this hour, it appears to have done so. Welcome to the broadcast. Let's start with the good news for the nation. Yes, please. And we can devolve from there, right? <laughs> yes. You know, in May of 2016, May 3rd to be specific, South Carolina's Republican Senator Lindsey Graham tweeted, quote, if we nominate Trump, we will get destroyed and we will deserve it. I don't usually say Lindsey Graham was right about anything, but boy, howdy, was he right on May 3rd, 2016, before he would uh, soon go on to befriend Donald Trump and watch his own party get destroyed because, boy, do they deserve it. When Trump came into office, Republicans controlled the White House and the Senate and the U.S. House, but as of this afternoon... Republicans have now lost all three to Democratic control. And, yes, they deserved it. Before we get to their desperate attempt to take back the U.S. Capitol today by force, by physical violence, which will not work, let's start with the good news because we and you deserve it. As AP reports, at this hour, Democrats won both Georgia Senate seats on Tuesday and with them, the U.S. Senate majority. As final votes were counted on Wednesday, serving President Donald Trump a stunning defeat in his turbulent final days in office while dramatically improving the fate of President-elect Joe Biden's progressive agenda. And, you know, uh, it occurs to me, despite that progressive agenda, and I haven't uh, checked in the last few hours, but a few hours ago, before everything sort of began to uh, figuratively blow up in the nation's <laughs> capital, uh, remember Donald Trump had told us that if Do if uh, Joe Biden was elected, they, uh, the stock market would crash? Yeah. Stock market actually went up 600 points <laughs> oh, today yeah. uh, on the news that uh, Democrats were taking control of the U.S. Senate. I don't know if it stayed that way or if it went plummeting at the uh, at the end after this what happened in uh, on Capitol Hill. But in any event, uh, apparently Joe Biden winning and Democrats taking over the Senate did not rattle Wall Street one bit. John Ossoff and Raphael Warnock, Democratic challengers who present who uh, represented the diversity of their party's evolving coalition, according to AP, defeated Republicans David Perdue and Kelly Loeffler. Two months after Biden became the first Democratic presidential candidate to carry the state, since 1992, Warnock, who served as pastor for the same Atlanta church where civil rights leader Reverend Martin Luther King Jr. preached, becomes the first African-American from Georgia elected to the U.S. Senate. And John Ossoff becomes the state's first Jewish senator. And, by the way, at 33 years old, he's only 33. Wow. Uh, at 33 years old, he becomes the, uh, the uh, Senate's youngest member as well. Now, if you had told me a year ago that both Arizona and Georgia would not only elect a Democrat to the White House, but also would each each of them be represented by two Democratic U.S. senators, I would have thought you were out of your mind. If you had told me that a year ago, I would have thought you were crazy. Frankly, if you had told me that... Two days ago, 
I'm not so sure I would have believed it either. Heck, I wasn't even re- willing to believe it last night. I know, I know. You're are you believing it yet? By the way, I am. Now that it's been called. All right. Well, we'll see. It's only been called by the media. Oh, that's Things true. Can change. Yeah. Sorry. Did I just deflate you? <laughs> yes. Okay. Come out. Come back out from under the table. <laughs> okay. Uh, and any, I will be damned. Both states, Arizona and Georgia, will have two Democratic senators and. Democrats will, in fact, take partisan control of the U.S. Senate, which is incredible. Uh, You know, I was always hoping it would happen, but frankly, never thought it actually would. Never did. Uh, In any event, it looks like it has. And it looks like Mitch McConnell will be ousted, hopefully once and for all, from his position as majority leader in just a matter of days. At this hour, according to the still uncertified resu- uh, results reported by the state of Georgia, Reverend Warnock has unseated Senator Kelly Leffler by one and a half percentage points, or almost 66,000 votes out of about four and a half million cast. In Georgia's special election runoff, remember, she was appointed, so Warnock will only serve. Uh, I think another two years to to complete the term. And Democrat John Ossoff has now, in fact, according to the media, ousted Senator David Perdue by 0.68 percent at this hour or 28,200 votes out of the same four and a half million that were cast, putting both races for now anyway, outside the 0.5 percent margin that would otherwise trigger an automatic runoff. I believe that uh, either of the candidates can ask for one if they wish to pay for it. And as I mean, a recount. What did I say? You said a runoff. Oh, they've already had the runoff. Uh, either could ask for a recount. They would have to, I think, pay for it themselves. But as both Leffler and Purdue were among the wealthiest members of the Senate, they can certainly afford to do so, probably with pocket change that they pull out of the couch at this point. Both races are currently described as being 98% reported. Uh, There are still overseas and military votes still coming in. Provisional ballots still need to be tallied. uh, And all the numbers need to be canvassed. But barring any enormous surprises... And since when do those sorts of things (laughs) happen around here? The Democrats have, in fact, done it. They have pulled off two miracles in Georgia... And will have control of the U.S. Senate in a 50-50 tie. So narrow control, a tie broken by Vice President Kamala Harris once she and Joe Biden are sworn in in two weeks time. Uh, That and what it means for Democrats and the Biden administration and the nation as a whole would normally be the be the day's biggest story and offer more than enough for us to discuss uh, over the next hour. But alas, as we go to air, the nation's capital is now under siege and curfew with both Metro D.C. police and the National Guard finally now beginning to clear out the MAGA mob of protesters from the U.S. Capitol building and its grounds where during today's attempt to affirm Joe Biden's Electoral College victory, which is usually a pro forma affair presided over by the vice president, after being encouraged by the president of the United States himself, the MAGA mob actually took over the Capitol building. 
And yes, it was the MAGA mob. It was an Antifa. No matter what you uh, right-wingers out there in the MAGA mob seem to be telling yourself. We've already seen and heard. I think you heard from some I heard family from some members, family yeah. members that apparently believe that the entire yeah. thing was Antifa pretending to be the MAGA mob. Yes, that's certainly what it was. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, yes. Just to be clear, no, it wasn't. It These wasn't. are all right-wing yes. MAGA mob people actually acting like a mob. And in fact, as they took over the Capitol building, uh, one woman, a protester from the MAGA mob, was reportedly shot and has just been declared dead as we go to air. The attempted seditious coup or uprising, if you wish to give these clowns enough credence to call it that, frankly, began after Trump gave an hour of remarks on Wednesday morning, once again repeating debunked nonsense about his election being stolen. There is no evidence to indicate that is the case at all. Despite his repeated uh, recitation of long debunked facts and figures and other nonsense, he gave those remarks to a crowd uh, that he had called to D.C. for what he described as, quote, a wild protest. Well, it was wild. And after his lawyer, Rudy Giuliani, who you heard there at the top of the show, after Rudy had called for, quote, trial by combat after losing some 62 legal challenges to the election in court since November 3rd, well, I don't think anybody should be surprised about what happened thereafter. Congress had just begun its joint session, uh, its uh, joint session to affirm Biden's Electoral College victory presided over by the president of the Senate. That would be Vice President Mike Pence. A state by state affirmation of the results in alphabetical order. And when the votes from Arizona were challenged by Congressman Paul Gosar of the uh, of the state of Arizona and Senator Ted Cruz of Texas. Well, under the Electoral Count Act of 1887, which guides this procedure, both houses returned for a to, to their own chambers for a two hour debate uh, in which the GOP was split uh, over in the Senate to the point that Mitch McConnell, of all people, had this to say to his fellow Republicans as he urged them to not uproot democracy in a baseless partisan, uh, 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 baseless protest vote over evidence-free claims of massive voter fraud. This election were overturned by mere allegations from the losing side. Our democracy would enter a death spiral. We'd never see the whole nation accept an election again. Every four years would be a scramble for power at any cost. So I believe protecting our constitutional order requires respecting the limits of our own power. It would be unfair and wrong to disenfranchise American voters and overrule the courts and the states on this extraordinarily thin basis. And I will not pretend such a vote would be a harmless protest gesture while relying on others to do the right thing. I will vote to respect the people's decision and defend our system of government as we know it.
Mitch McConnell. And on a day when Mitch McConnell uh, is actually the good guy doing something heroic, you know this country is on its head. Mm-hmm. Shortly thereafter, uh, the MAGA mob somehow made its way up the steps of the Capitol into the building itself. Once again, turning to AP here for the latest at this hour, violent protesters loyal to President Donald Trump stormed the U.S. Capitol on Wednesday, stormed the Capitol on Wednesday and forced lawmakers into hiding in a stunning attempt to overturn America's presidential election, undercut the nation's democracy, and keep Democrat Joe Biden from replacing Trump in the White House. The National Guard and state and federal police were called in for control, and the mayor of Washington imposed a rare evening curfew. One person was reported to have been shot, and as noted as we go to air, uh, she has reportedly died amid the Republican riots in our nation's capital. The chaotic protests halted Congress's constitutionally mandated counting of the Electoral College results, in which Biden defeated Trump 306 to 232. In a uh, raucous, out-of-control scene, writes AP, protesters fought past police, breached the building, shouting and waving Trump and American flags, as they marched through the halls, at least one explosive device was found, but law enforcement said that it did not pose a threat. It added up uh, to a frightening scene for lawmakers who were directed to take extraordinary action for their own safety. The protesters abruptly interrupted the congressional proceedings in an eerie scene that featured officials warning uh, official warnings directing people to duck under their seats for cover put on gas masks after tear gas was used inside the capitol rotunda some house lawmakers tweeted that they were sheltering in place in their offices congressman scott peters democrat of california told reporters that he was in the house chamber when protesters began storming in security officers he said uh uh, had a piece of furniture up against the door, uh, the entry to the floor from the rotunda, and they had pulled their guns, and they told us to take off our pins. These are the lapel pins that members wear so Capitol Police can identify them. Uh, and I guess they were concerned that bad guys would be able to identify them as well. And then the lawmakers were evacuated. Vice President Pence and uh, Senate President Pro Temp of the uh, Senate, uh, Chuck Grassley, are said to have been shuttled through underground tunnels to a secure location. Presumably so was Speaker of the House Nancy Pelosi, whose office was actually taken over by protesters. Uh, tens of thousands of his angry supporters were surrounding and invading the Capitol building. And as that was happening, Donald Trump tweeted, quote, Mike Pence didn't have the courage to do what should have been done to protect our country and our Constitution, giving states a chance to certify a corrected set of facts, not the fraudulent or inaccurate ones which they were asked to previously certify. USA demands the truth, tweeted Tr Trump, as all of this was going on. A corrected set of facts. I guess those are those alternate facts that we had heard about way back at the beginning of Trump's presidency. And after the MAGA mob had breached the security of the U.S. Capitol with broken glass windows and, and doors to, to enter both the House and the Senate chambers, the president, for just two more weeks, 
finally tweeted the bare minimum. He said, quote, please support our Capitol Police and law enforcement. They are truly on the side of our country. Stay peaceful. Too late, Mr. President. That was it. No appearance, no press release, just a tweet to his followers who he had only minutes earlier whipped into a frenzy during an hour-long speech near the White House falsely and outrageously lying over and over again about his election being stolen in at least six different states in what was ridiculously characterized as a, quote, Save America march. And hey, if your nation and your constitutional Republican democracy has been so blatantly attacked and undermined with a stolen presidential election, according to the president himself, and it needs to be, quote, saved, well, of course, it's your patriotic duty, right, to do something about it, isn't it? To storm the Capitol? Sure, why not? Of course, that would be true if our constitutional Republican democracy had actually been undermined. Sadly, however, the only thing the only thing that was undermined was the failed presidency of Donald Trump by the American people who decisively voted him out of office by record numbers just two months ago. And if American democracy is being undermined, it is being undermined by that same president. More than 30 minutes later. After that tweet, after shots had actually been reportedly fired inside the House chamber, Trump tweeted again, quote, I am asking for everyone at the U.S. Capitol to remain peaceful. No violence. Remember, we are the party of law and order. About three hours later, shortly after President-elect Biden went before the TV cameras to deliver a strong statement condemning this seditious uprising at the Capitol, which I'll try to play a part of uh, later uh, if I have time, with Biden claiming uh, that this behavior is, quote, not who we are. I'm not so sure about that. Uh, After all of that, after at least three hours after it began, Trump finally issued a one-minute pre-recorded video statement on Twitter in which he reiterated yet again that he believed the election was stolen, that he actually won in a landslide, and that the entire matter is a fraud, in his words, but said almost reluctantly to my ears that the uh, the protesters should go home peacefully. The uh, Capitol Police are uh, now said to be mopping up, uh, clearing out the Capitol right now. Uh, As I have been speaking, word has just broken that the uh, Congress will reconvene at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So just an hour or so from from now. Under the Electoral College Act of 1887, Congress has five days to complete that process. The ECA has been followed without incident for about 150 years and for the affirmation of about 33 presidential terms until Donald Trump came around. And now we have this. Incredibly enough, on a day like today, this was not the only case of what ultimately becomes both real and legislative violence in our country brought to this nation by Republicans. Let's take a quick break here, and we will come back with the great Will Bunch of the Philadelphia Inquirer, who we had originally booked to discuss the extraordinary power grab last night in Pennsylvania that if you haven't seen or heard about, you will want to stay tuned. 
it seems to me it's not an unrelated act. Uh, we will uh, talk about that story and, of course, get Will's thoughts on what uh, is happening on Wednesday in the nation's capital and what happened on Tuesday in Georgia in the Senate races. All of that is next on the broadcast on an otherwise very slow news day. I'm Brad Friedman. Don't touch that dial. What the public hears on the public airwaves matters. At the Bradcast, we do our best to bring you accurate news and analysis on the issues that actually matter. And we do it all independently, without corporate or political influence. But we can't do it without you, now more than ever. Please help us stay on your public airwaves by going to bradblog.com donate to help keep us going. That's bradblog.com donate. And thanks. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. As noted, the chaos and madness in the nation's capital on Wednesday is hardly the only sign today of the ongoing degradation and assault on American democracy being led by, I'm sad to say, the president of the United States himself and perhaps as troubling or even more so a huge swath of the Republican Party itself. That chaos did not begin in D.C., not by a long shot, as witnessed by what happened on Tuesday as the new session of the Pennsylvania State Senate got underway. As interim president pro tempore of the Senate, a motion has been made to invoke Section 576 of Mason's Manual, a legislative procedure to replace Lieutenant Governor President, who refused to perform Mr. the duty. Mr. President, I am in totally accordance with the Senate this. powers under it is Article not in control of the Pennsylvania Senate. Constitution. It has not been acquiesced. We are not changing the process. The are changing the rules as we move along. Replace the Lieutenant that is Governor inappropriate. The you are breaking the Constitution and the laws the of the Commonwealth and violating the oath of office you've actually taken. There is nothing about this day that is appropriate. Nothing. And we will not lay down and roll over because you got more former, or former folks on that side of the aisle. This is about Pennsylvanians, not Democrats or Republicans. This is not about simply winning. It's about protecting our democracy. That's what this is. Aye. Arnold. Aye. Almond. Aye. There's no roll call vote, Mr. President. It has not been acknowledged. It has not been recognized. It is inappropriate to do such. We will not participate in this farce. Bartolotta. Aye. Blake. No. No. Williams. Anthony H. Mr. President, I don't know what the hell we're doing. I'm not sure why we're voting. We've crossed the bridge. We've broken all sorts of rules today. I don't know what we're saying yes to or no to because this is a violation of the process. The gentleman who sits in the, in the, in the podium, the rostrum, is still the presiding That's officer Anthony of the Senate. H. And any such indication of otherwise is obviously a takeover of the government. That is totally inappropriate Williams, against the Anthony violation H. of their offices. So as far as I'm concerned, I can say any gosh darn thing I want to say, and I'm going to say it as long as I choose to say it. No! Wow. So uh, what was that all about? As noted, that was in Pennsylvania, in Harrisburg at the uh, Pennsylvania State Senate. That was not in D.C., but I would argue it is actually somewhat related to what we are seeing going on in D.C. uh, on Wednesday. Uh, We'll see if my guest agrees. Uh, As reported by the Philadelphia Inquirer last night, the new session of the Pennsylvania Senate got off to a chaotic start on Tuesday 
with Republicans refusing to seat a veteran Democratic senator whose election victory has already been certified by state officials. Amid high emotions and partisan finger-pointing, Republicans also took the rare step of removing the Democratic Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman from presiding over the session. Democrats, in turn, responded by refusing to back Republican Senator Jake Corman from assuming the chamber's top leadership position, an unusual maneuver, according to the Inquirer, on what is most often a largely ceremonial and bipartisan vote to seat state senators to begin the new session in the new year. Because Republicans control the majority in the state Senate, they apparently were able to pull this off, this yes coup, I would uh, describe it, uh, with the use of brute legislative force, it seems. Joining us now from Philadelphia is someone who may know as much as anybody in the nation about what I think is fair to describe as the Wisconsinization of Pennsylvania, perhaps on a day that we have also witnessed the Wisconsinization of Washington, D.C., incredibly enough. No offense meant to the otherwise great people of Wisconsin who hopefully understand that reference. Will Bunch is a longtime national columnist for the Philadelphia Inquirer and Philadelphia Daily News. He joins us now, Mr. Bunch. Uh, welcome back to the broadcast, sir, on a very slow news day. <laughs> yeah, Brad, uh, uh, I'm not missing anything to do this interview, so nothing, absolutely nothing is going on. Nothing going on. Slow day. Uh, yeah. Listen, when when the day started, uh, Will, I had hoped to ask you about what the <laughs> hell was going on in Pennsylvania and to get your thoughts on that remarkable news out of Georgia that appears to show Democrats will take partisan control of the Senate uh, as the Joe Biden administration begins. And we will get to both of those things. Uh, but... <laughs> As chaos broke out during the usual ceremonial process of affirming Biden's electoral college win in D.C., with the storming and subsequent lockdown and evacuation of the U.S. Capitol building, the vice president ushered out through underground tunnels to a secret location, a secure location. Gunshots reportedly fired inside the Capitol building uh, as we go to air. Obviously, I need to begin with your reaction to what's going on today and if it is in line with what you described in a recent column at the Inquirer uh, as the death of democracy. Uh, yeah, well, uh, I mean, hopefully, hopefully democracy is just severely wounded and can, can uh, come back from this. Or, you know, maybe it's, maybe it's in an induced coma right now. But, um, you know, the, the thing about today's event is this, this didn't happen out of thin air. I mean, you know, I mean, Donald Trump has been asking his supporters to come to Washington on this date for several weeks now. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, and it's been all over the Internet, and, you know, people um, uh, monitor these right-wing websites, and we've known that people were coming. I, I have to say, in the last day or two, I began to realize that the crowd was going to be much more extensive than I thought, you know, mm -hmm. the first couple of these... Um, Stop the steal, or whatever you want to call them, whatever they call them, rallies mm -hmm. didn't really get big crowds. Uh, this one, uh, I think, because of Trump's encouragement and, and probably people on you know Fox News or OAN or, or, or Newsmax or whatever, um, you know, there were busloads coming down from Pennsylvania to this thing. And you know, when I woke up this morning, I'm thinking these people are going to have a rally. Trump's going to give his you know kind of Spartacus or whatever type speech to the crowd, <laughs> right? right? And, and they're going to, you know, they're going to march from Freedom Plaza over to the Capitol, and they're going to try and get inside the Capitol and stop the vote. And, and 
I was thinking to myself, you know, hopefully, you know, the Capitol Police, I mean, they've called up the National Guard. Mm -hmm. Hopefully they, you know, this is so obvious what they're going to do. Hopefully that they have a, a plan to stop this because, you know, ever since 9-11, we're supposed to be this great nation at stopping, you know, incidents like this, mm -hmm. right? And, mm -hmm. uh, and then they just, they just marched right in, basically. I mean, you know, there was... Uh, that you know the police said they were just overwhelmed and outnumbered, and I, you know I'm I'm just shocked at how this would happen. And, and the thing is, you know, and and you know, uh, most of us have been transfixed by the TV all afternoon, and people, that both the commentators and guests are coming on saying that we can't believe this is happening in America. Mm -hmm. And, and um, no, I mean, it, you know, it, um, if you've listened to what Donald Trump and his supporters have been saying for the last five years, this is totally believable what's yep. happening in America. This is. This was inevitable. This was where it was all heading, you know, to, yep. to this utter rejection of democracy. And, you know, and, and it, you know, in a way, even though it seems like, you know, ancient history from 24 hours ago, but it's, it's certainly worth mentioning what happened in Pennsylvania because um, it was kind of the precursor, and it just kind of shows how this, this, you know, cancer basically has spread throughout the Republican Party, that it's not just... You know, there's a lot, you know, uh, you know, if you use that analogy, it's like, well, Trump is the tumor that if you just remove it, you know, then then the body is cured, when yeah. actually this is metastasized throughout the whole country. And, you know, and I want to get to some of the specifics in Pennsylvania yeah. in a minute, but I got, uh, but two thoughts occur to me, uh, Will Bunch, as, as you uh, respond there. Uh, one, you know, I was looking at photos earlier today of this phalanx of, armed uh i think there were national guardsmen there must have been 50 of them could have been a hundred of them on the capitol steps apparently during the blm protests last year uh, right uh, <laughs> i saw the same picture you saw i think it's the i think it's the lincoln uh, memorial actually but okay. yeah it's the, it's the same but but the point if the point is dead on though which is that uh, uh we know they know how to the crowd from getting into it. Yeah. Well, and, and, and the larger point is, well, two points, I guess. One, threats from the right and, uh, you know, uh, white nationalists, white supremacists and so forth are never seemingly taken as seriously as much of a threat uh, as, as those that are, are perceived to be from the left. Uh, but uh, also just to, to echo your thought, yes, this was utterly predictable. Uh, raising the question of why wasn't there a similarly huge police present in place, but it was utterly predictable in a larger sense, Will, to those of us, including you, uh, who have been warning about exactly this from the MAGA mob and not just going back. You mentioned, you know, the last four or five years, but I would argue going back more than four or five years that we have seen this coming. Folks like you have been warning about it. We have been warning about it, but it is you know, n not taken uh, with the degree of seriousness that I think is, is warranted. Right. Well, it's, it's really been clear, you know, I, I would say at least for most of the 21st century and, and probably going back further than that, uh, although I think it's just something that spread year after year is uh, just a lack of belief in democracy. That, mm -hmm. um, you know, the Republican Party, like other, you know, authoritarian-type movements around the world, um, you know, believes that it has a fiat, you know, this right to rule because of the threats that they perceive to their supremacy, mm -hmm. uh, uh, you know, and uh, so 
see a seat in Pennsylvania with a with a you know state senate election when I, I mean the funny thing is Republicans already have a majority in the state senate. It's not like even right. not that not that what they did would be justified under any circumstance, but it, it's like they're just doing it to show that they can at this point, you know. And and it's really it's really uh, you know we talk the phrase the phrase crossing the Rubicon is is back in vogue these days for mm. for whatever reasons, but. Uh, uh, they really have crossed the Rubicon, and uh, when it comes to, to any kind of support for democracy, you know, to them, to them, the threat of government by you know Democrats or the or the hated liberals, you know, who would do their awful liberal things like you know raising the minimum wage to fifteen dollars and all that other stuff that right. the liberals would do if they took power. Giving you know, everyone in the country a check for two thousand dollars sounds right. terrible. I know, and so tyranny. <laughs> Right. So, so to stop that tyranny, uh, any any means justifies the end of stopping that tyranny. You know? and, and 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 we're seeing that today. You know, nobody, you know, nobody's questioning. Guys, should we really be doing this? Or you mm-hmm. know, I mean, uh, you know, the, the the idea that an election was held and the votes were counted and the other guy won is just not a part of the discussion on the right. You know, they've gone way they've gone way past that. I know we have to sort of lean forward here a little bit because we don't know uh, this is uh, still a changing uh, situation by the minute as we go to air. But uh, does this change anything? This uh, this assault essentially on the U.S. Capitol Do the House and Senate challengers to the Electoral College. Uh, they were in the middle of, of debating that. Uh, do they rescind their challenges? Do they drop any further challenges or does this just give them reason to as uh Ted Cruz had said before this attempted coup began to uh, demand an investigation of the imaginary mass voter fraud uh, because, you know, even though he admitted uh, there may not be any, but, you know, we need to appease the Trump supporters who have been lied to so that they believe there was mass voter fraud. Does does this change anything once the situation gets under control in D.C.? I don't know. I mean, I mean, the, the funny thing is that you know, I, I uh, you know, I, I always take the more cynical view on just about everything. But I, I, I do think I, I do think what has changed here is, you know, these, these members of Congress now they've been threatened. Their their own their own health and safety has mm. been threatened mm-hmm. by today's events. And uh, you know, I, I guess they're they're like the uh, the, the uh, conservatives who were liberals who've been mugged. You know, mm-hmm. I mean. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, they, they've been mugged by today's events, and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, you know, they may they may have a religious conversion to some degree. I, I I do think that there's going to be X number of Republicans, even probably some who've been, you know, supporting Trump's you know coup efforts or whatever you want to call them, uh, who are going to take a step back tonight and say. We need to we need to find a way out of this. Uh, there's also going to be some who who won't back down. Uh, who are, I mean, I'm, I'm sure there are some on the far right who are exhilarated by this mob yeah. and, and by by today's events, and they and they feel you know that they, they feel that they're leading some kind of 1776 patriotic uprising, and and yeah. you're going to see that. And 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 I think you know, and I, I think there's certainly a lot of not politicians that just you know people out there on the internet and on the right who are going to be, uh, you know, again, you know, exhilarated, motivated by these images, you know, seeing protesters in, in Nancy Pelosi's chair and, and uh, uh, you know, roaming through the Capitol is going to um, get some people more worked up. And who knows? Yep. I mean, I, 
uh, one thing, and, and this is such a fluid situation, and, and things may change in a couple hours, but, I mean, right before I went on, I was seeing some reports of, you know, smaller but kind of similar type uprisings at a couple of state capitals, like mm-hmm. in, in Kansas, and uh, I, I think in Georgia I saw that Brad Raffensperger was being evacuated from the state capitol, and mm-hmm. there's protesters at other things. And, you know, I, you know, I, I don't think we're devolving into a civil war, but I, I don't think that, you know, just getting these thousand people out of the capital is going to be the, the end of it either. Yeah, I know. You know, President... But, but for the public, yeah. yeah. yeah well, uh, President-elect uh, Joe Biden offered uh, remarks uh, within the past hour or so yeah. here. The, the the current president didn't. Uh, well, he eventually uh, released a one-minute tape or something, but... Yeah, no, uh, I saw, I saw right, right before I went on, I yeah. saw Trump's tape, and, and, and it basically begins with saying... Everybody knows I won the election and it was yeah. stolen from me. And uh, that—I mean—that was his way of—that was his—that was his idea for for calming the situation. Right. Was to start by saying the election was stolen and everybody knows that he won in a landslide. Right. Uh, other, you know. other than that, please go home. I mean, but what Biden said was, and it's sort of what he's been saying throughout his campaign. Uh, he said, "This is not who we are. That we are better than this." At this point, you know, uh, watching what's going on in D.C., you mentioned what's going around at uh, various state capitals around the country. It kind of begs the question, Will, are we better than this? Really? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's kind of the danger of generalizing. I mean, we is, you know, if you're using we to describe 330 million people, uh, you know, there are, there are wonderful people doing wonderful things on behalf of democracy. I mean, look at the people who made... Georgia happened, you know, mm-hmm. the, 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 the women and the people of color who went out knocking on doors for months because, you know, to get people to vote. I mean, I mean, America is that, but America is also these yahoos, uh, you know, who just barged their way into the Capitol and, you know, are stealing podiums and, and, and breaking stuff. And, and, uh, you know, the same people who were so appalled by the summer's protests are, you know, basically, uh, you know, doing this, doing, doing worse yeah. today. You know? mm-hmm. I mean, I mean, I, I was kind of dismayed when CNN started calling the people inside the Capitol anarchists. I'm thinking, the real, real anarchists are a hundred times better than this. You know, <laughs> I mean, it's, it's, these these people are thugs. They're not. They're not anarchists. Right. Uh, and I think I'm as you're talking, I'm thinking back. Uh, maybe John Edwards had it right in his Two Americas uh, notion. Yeah. Uh, very, uh, we, I, and I want to, uh, let me jump uh, here, Will. We've got just a few minutes uh, here to what I initially had called you on to talk about. Uh, because I think what happened in Pennsylvania that we played at, at the top of this segment, it's extraordinary uh, video, audio tape of that event. Uh, but I, I think that's not actually a separate incident from what we've been seeing in D.C. No. today. I no. called it I called it the Wisconsinization of Pennsylvania because we saw essentially an elected but gerrymandered GOP mob grab power some years ago in Wisconsin in a way that I predicted at the time was sort of a laboratory for how Republicans uh, might, you know, hope to carry out power grabs all over the country. And we saw it spread to state legislatures like North Carolina's. And now if what we saw on Tuesday in the Pennsylvania State Senate is any indication, well, it's taken over the Keystone State as well. Can you explain what the hell that was actually about? As I as I uh, played it at the top of the segment, when the uh, GOP state senators refused to seat a duly elected member uh, and actually ousted well, the president yeah. of the Senate. Well, 
let me try, let me try to explain on two levels. I mean, I mean, just quickly, you know, we, we had a surprising number of just very close legislative elections, and mm-hmm. like like a lot of places uh, in November, there did some hope the Democrats could take back at least one or two houses of the state legislature, and, and that didn't happen. The Republicans did pretty well, and there there were a lot of races that were really close. One of one of them for a state senate seat out in the suburbs, right outside of Pittsburgh, uh, was ultimately decided by sixty three votes. In, in favor of the Democratic candidate, mm-hmm. as, as there should be in such a close election, there there were there were challenges to different things, and uh, the challenge found its way into the state courts, and it went all the way to the state supreme court, and they ruled in favor of the result that that left the Democrat the winner by sixty votes, mm-hmm. uh, and so the state the secretary of state who is a Democrat as is our governor certified the results, and that should be it. The person won the election. I mean, and it was certified. And um, and the thing is, our Republican legislatures, you know, I mean, Pennsylvania famously is Philadelphia and Pittsburgh and everything else in between is, is Alabama, basically, mm-hmm. which is, uh, I mean, they're much, much, of, much of the state's real estate, if not its population, is, is, is very, very conservative. Mm-hmm. And... Um, um, uh, Many of the people now in the legislature are really kind of full on Trump, and so you've seen a lot of support—not not a majority, of course, thank God—but you've seen a lot of support for these crazy Trump ideas that the state legislature could appoint their own electors to the electoral college. Mm-hmm. Um, all kinds of efforts to undo the undo the results of the November election, where where Biden carried the state. Um, and in fact, uh, eight of the nine Republican congressmen from Pennsylvania have signed on to this challenge that was supposed to take place today in Congress. And I, I think that whole attitude has just bled over to this election where, so for the first day of the, of the Pennsylvania legislature yesterday, instead of seating this guy who won, this Democrat who won a contested election, mm-hmm. they used their majority to refuse to seat him. Like in Washington, the the number two person in government, that's our Lieutenant Governor John Fetterman, who's also a Democrat, mm-hmm. presides over the state Senate. Um, the Republicans, who have the majority of seats, passed the motion, which is what you played the audio of, was the motion of them removing John Fetterman, the Lieutenant Governor, from running the proceedings because he was trying to recognize this senator who won his election and get him sworn in, and they refused to do that. And so basically it was a mini-coup in it's, Pennsylvania. So and it was inspired by the same values of what Trump is doing today in Washington. Yeah, and I mean, let me so let me just sort of underscore, wrap up what you said there. So this Dem- Democratic state senator Jim Brewster, and he's been there. He's a veteran senator, right? He's, right. He served, yeah, yeah. He was re He was reelected. He was running for reelection. That's correct. Reelected. Uh, there were some disputed uh, ballots apparently that lacked a handwritten date on the outer envelope that uh, right. Republicans say make this, uh, that th- th- that's reason enough to throw away these, uh, uh, th- these ballots, even though I think they were postmarked so we know when they came in yeah. but right. and and the Repo- and the uh, the Pennsylvania Supreme Court, this case went all the way up there and they said it was fine. This guy gets certified, and Fetterman is saying he's got the same, uh, you know, the same uh, credentials as everyone else who has been certified. He should be seated. If you want to challenge in federal court or something that's separate, he can be provisionally seated for now. But they were trying to seat him, and they threw out essentially threw out the lieutenant governor and took over the 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 Senate. I mean, is this a 
one-time thing from the Pennsylvania legislature, or does this signal something more like that, you know, like a Wisconsin legislative power grab, uh, but now in uh, in Harrisburg? Oh, maybe. I mean, uh, you know, I think I, I think I think the Republican majority in the legislature is very committed to kind of undoing any kind of Democratic institutions that help Democrats with a with a capital D. So, uh, for example. I mean, Democrats took control. I mean, Democrats have done better in statewide elections in recent years, for the most part. Mm-hmm. And and part of that was a control of the of our elected state supreme court, where they now have a um, five to two, I think it is, majority on the supreme court. Mm-hmm. So Republicans are trying to undo that by uh, saying, well, you know, we should elect our, our our supreme court members by district instead of statewide. So they would just, I guess, remove the whole current supreme court and start over with these gerrymandered districts that yep. would help Republicans. Yeah. So um, we're fortunate, in a sense, in Pennsylvania in that we do have divided government. You know, um, Tom Wolf, a Democrat, is our, is our governor, and mm-hmm. he will be until January 2023. So, you know, he's done a pretty good job in restraining the worst instincts of these Republicans, but um, we've got two more years of crazy town stuff coming from these Republican legislatures, and He's going to be wielding his veto pen probably a lot, and then you know we'll have to hold our breath and see what see what happens in the governor's race in Pennsylvania in 2022. But um, mm. you know, again, I think I think the significance for your listeners who aren't in Pennsylvania is this type of anti-democratic attitude is is coming to a state legislature near you if it hasn't already. You know, um, it, it's really it's really Trumpism as a movement throughout the country. You yeah. know, and. At its core is this idea that the minority, you know, uh, you know, uh, I mean, and, and, and Republicans basically are a minority. I mean, as you mentioned, as you alluded to, I mean, gerrymandering is really what's helped them stay in control in Harrisburg, yeah. you know. But, um, but they, you know, I mean, I mean, they believe in minority rule at this point, you know. Yeah. And uh, when they're, you know, losing... It seems like at this point there is nothing they won't do when they see the, you know, it, it, it sort of echoes what's going on in D.C. now with uh, Democrats apparently about to take over control of the U.S. Senate and the White House and, of course, holding on to control of the House. Uh, they they seem to get desperate. They they don't seem to change their policy ideas. They just seem to get desperate uh, and, and uh, you know, don't want to change anything other than uh, fighting back by brute force, it seems to me. And, and some of it is stupid, because as, as we were talking, I mean, what if the Republicans had actually supported the $2,000 before the election? I mean, <laughs> yeah, they you, know, won. I mean yeah. you know, done something that, like, voters actually would have liked, you know? I mean, but no, they, they'd rather do it this way, yep. uh, you know, through through a mob. Yep. Rampaging through the U.S. Capitol. Yep, the MAGA mob, because they're not playing to voters. They're playing to whoever, I guess, their corporate sponsors are. I don't know who they're <laughs> playing to, but I don't think it's going to work, but it, it uh, it's going to be ugly for a while. Will Bunch, uh, you can and should, as always, read him over at Inquirer.com. He also has a new weekly newsletter out that you may wish to sign up for, Inquirer.com slash Bunch. Uh, where you can sign up, uh, and you can also follow him on the Twitters at Will underscore Bunch. Hey, thanks, Will. Thanks for uh, taking time out of an otherwise really slow day to talk to us. <laughs> yeah, you, you, you livened up you livened up it all day, so I appreciate it, Brad. It's thanks l- a lot. least I can do. Thanks, brother. All right, man. Okay, quick break, and we are back with our closing few minutes. Uh, some words of sanity. 
from our president-elect. Straight ahead, I'm Brad Friedman. This is the Bradcast. Hey, this is Brad. The Bradcast survives thanks to you and your support. Please stop by bradblog.com slash donate today to help us continue to do over your public airwaves what we try to do five days a week. That's bradblog.com slash donate and thank you. Welcome back to the Bradcast. Brad Friedman from bradblog.com. At this hour, the U.S. Capitol building is now said to be secure uh, after one has died. Uh, Washington, D.C. is under curfew. Uh, Donald uh, Mike Pence, apparently not Donald Trump, activated the National Guard. Uh, Trump refused to do it, I guess, and Congress is set to reconvene uh, to begin the affirmation once again of Joe Biden's Electoral College victory. But Joe Biden, not Donald Trump, stood up today to make remarks as the Capitol was under siege. At this hour, our democracy is under an unprecedented assault, unlike anything we've seen in modern times. An assault and the Citadel of Liberty, the Capitol itself. An assault on the people's representatives. An assault on the most sacred of American undertakings, the doing of the people's business. Let me be very clear. The scenes of chaos at the Capitol do not reflect a true America do not represent who we are. What we're seeing are a small number of extremists dedicated to lawlessness. This is not dissent. It's disorder. It's chaos. It borders on sedition. And it must end now. I call on this mob to pull back and allow the work of democracy to go forward. You've heard me say before in different contexts, the words of a president matter, no matter how good or bad that president is. At their best, the words of a president can inspire. At their worst, they can incite. And therefore, I call on President Trump to go on national television now to fulfill his oath and defend the Constitution and demand an end to this siege. Like so many other Americans, I am genuinely shocked and saddened that our nation, so long the beacon of light and hope for democracy, has come to such a dark moment. Through war and strife, America has endured much. And we will endure here and we will prevail again and will prevail now. The work of the moment and the work of the next four years must be the restoration of democracy, of decency, honor, respect, the rule of law. Just plain, simple, decency. But today's reminder, a painful one, 
that democracy is fragile and to preserve it requires people of goodwill, leaders of the courage to stand up, who are devoted not to the pursuit of power, but the, or the personal interest pursuits of their own selfish interest at any cost, but to the common good. Think what our children watching television is thinking. Think what the rest of the world is looking at. Notwithstanding what I saw today and we're seeing today, I remain optimistic about the incredible opportunities. There has never been anything we can't do when we do it together. And this God-awful display today is bringing home to every Republican and Democrat and Independent in the nation that we must step up. So, President Trump, step up. May God bless America. May God protect our troops and all those folks at the Capitol who are trying to preserve order. That was Joe Biden today, President-elect Joe Biden, stepping up and doing what presidents are supposed to do, as Donald Trump uh, did quite the opposite. All right, well... Uh, Today's show was another riot, and I'm sure it will continue (laughs) tomorrow on the broadcast. My thanks to our producer, Desi Doyen, to my guest today, Philadelphia Inquirer's Will Bunch, and to all of you for spending a portion of your day or night with us. If you missed any portion of today's show, you can download it anytime for free at bradblog.com, and uh, that is made possible by those of you kind enough to stop by bradblog.com slash donate to help Desi and me stay on your public airwaves as long as we can. We will. Uh, you can drop me email. I'm bradcast at bradblog.com. On the Facebooks and the Twitters, you will find me at the Bradblog. We will see you there until we see you here, hopefully tomorrow, for another thrilling adventure that we call the Bradcast. Until then, I'm Brad Friedman. Good luck, world.